3: And good Saturday morning, the Saturday when the east meets west in Louisiana, and I'm talking duck hunting. Both zones are open this morning, makes the entire state open. If you're going to be going, good luck to you, and we'd love for you to send us your from the blind hunting report. Now you got to do it before 7 a.m. before we go off the air, and you can do that by texting 504-260-1870. That's where we read your hunting and fishing reports, your comments, your questions. Please include your name and your location and what you're doing. Well, we also got a couple things not to do in Louisiana outdoors today. One is shoot a model duck, and two is keep a flounder. We'll explain why. And if you're going to be fishing this coming Monday, well, you have to adhere to some new speckled trout regulations. I'll give you the rundown so we'll keep you out of trouble. And speaking of staying out of trouble, I'm going to tell you the latest story of a repeat nominee for our Bad Boys of the Outdoors, a guy who just can't keep from breaking the law. And if you stay with us, you'll be hearing live call-in reports from all across the coast. We've got professional anglers, marina operators, charter captains, duck hunting guides, all to help you make the most of your trips. And we've got the Alabama Big Buck Hunter notice. Uh, if, you, if you're interested in going to the Iron Bowl and winning some free tickets, and you're an Alabama deer hunter. I'll tell you how you might be able to get that done, but time is running short. Also, we have the latest red snapper quota information for you. Now, this is through November the 5th. Our Louisiana Creel program indicates that we have caught 837,277 pounds. That's a lot of snapper. It represents almost 90% of the annual allocation that is given to recreational fishermen, that was almost a million pounds this year. It's 934,587, and when that anticipated to be reached, the season will be closed. And I don't think anyone thought we'd go this far into the fall and winter uh, still having some red snapper to be caught. You can do it. Get out there four per person per day, 16-inch minimum. But remember, but in addition to your basic and salt water license, you must have an R-O-L-P. That's a Recreational Offshore Landing Permit. A lot of people forget about that. It's absolutely free, but it is mandatory that you have it. You can download it from the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries' website, or it's available at your licensed selling counter. All right. Uh, in fact, we got some snapper weather out there today, and or well, mostly tomorrow. But here's what offshore looks like for your coastal marine forecast. North winds about 10 to 18, 2 to 3 foot seas today. Tomorrow laying down northeasterly 6 to 12 with a one-foot sneeze. And that's some red snapper catching weather conditions there. On the interior lakes and bays today, north wind 5 to 15 with a light chop. uh, Slows down a little bit tomorrow and becomes more northeasterly about 5 to 10. Uh, Average tide range, ooh, got a lot of water rolling today, 1.6. Mississippi River uh, rose a little bit, 3.1, but still holding steady. Pretty low for this time of the year. Uh, Full moon, if you are one of the people like me who keeps an eye on that because of the stimulated fish and game movement. Monday, November 27th, is the next moon. It's called the Beaver Moon. Not quite sure about the origin of that name, but I'm sure it's got something to do with the the big furry rodent. All right, so there it is. The stage is set. We're going to be talking to Glenn Sanchez. He's filling in for Robbie Campo. Robbie's trying to get one of those souped-up billy goats, otherwise known as a Trophy Whitetail Deer in Kentucky. Glenn's got the report for you on the entire St. Bernard area. we got other reporters, including our Paddler's Report with Brendan Bayard. We'll be talking to Mike Gallo, uh, Ryan Lambert, and uh, Mike Smith. Those two guys will be in their duck blinds, and we'll hear from them. All that's still to come over the next two hours. Glad you joined us right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque
1: during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We you expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show
4: nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, looks like we got that drizzly, rainy, miserable stuff out of the way. Maybe the winds are going to be calming down a little, and we got a big tidal range, and I've got some pretty good reports yesterday from some of the fishermen. I think it could be an excellent weekend. It's going to warm up a little bit and be sunny. Let's check in with Glenn Sanchez. He's filling in for our buddy Robbie Campo to give us an update on what's happening in the Shell Beach, Hopedale, Delacroix areas of St. Bernard. Glenn, good morning. What's going good on? Good morning, going. Well, how are we uh, getting into our fall fishing? Are you getting some good reports, either personal or yeah. by second, second, uh, hand?
4: I got them both ways. <laughs> <laughs> People well, share the them fishes. with us. That's, yeah. It's that time of the year. The fish, a the fish, the lot of the shrimp have already left. So now they, they need to find the shrimp that are hanging under your cork or laying on the bottom, whatever. But, you know, once the shrimp kind of disappear, it gets a little bit easier.
3: What are some of the, the, the spots that are reporting uh, good catches? Man,
4: they, they catch them. I, I think they catch them kind of like everywhere because they catch them in the channel. They catch them in Biloxi Marsh. They catch them over toward Lake Robin. You know, um, you just need to move around to you get a few bites and then sit there for a minute and, and start weeding through them. Sometimes you'll have the small ones come through, and then behind them the big ones will come in, you know? I mean, yesterday I had... That's what happened to me yesterday. I just had to be patient, you know. You just had to look for them till you found them and then sit on them and just weed through them. But I had some nice fish yesterday.
3: Glenn, we got a 1.6 tide range. That's a lot of water that's going to be moving. Uh, what do you suggest as far as uh, places to try? Uh, maybe some drains where ponds are pouring uh, into deeper canals or uh, the back end of the pond. How, how would you how, fish if you were going to go on a
4: day like today? Well, if if you have a bay in the back of a, a drain, you want to fish in the front of it because everything that's coming out of that that pond, the fish are going to be waiting for it in the front. So, you know, you just find that moving water, throw that cork out there with live shrimp under it. You know, all you—I mean, you can fish plastic. Yesterday, I caught them on plastic too, but it's just so much harder for me to fish plastic. It's easier for me to fish shrimp.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, live shrimp are they available down in the Shell Beach area, right there at Campos? Oh,
4: they got they got all you want down here. But one thing I want to say before I forget, it's gnat season. Don't Ooh. forget to bring stuff for Nat, because yesterday the wind laid down and they came out on me. But I had I had what I needed. But just <laughs> remember, it's that time of the year, and I'm expecting it to be a bad year this year with gnats because we've had so much salt. I found when the water got fresher, the gnats weren't as bad. But now we got salt this year. I'm I'm thinking we're going to have gnats like we used to. Yeah, the old days
3: of gnats. No, it's not a good thing. And and I'll tell you what, I will put Shell Beach and Hopedale up against anybody as far as it being the nattiest area of the Gulf Coast. Uh, I I fish from, you know, there, uh, out towards Lafitte, down in Plaquemines, uh, over in Grand Isle. Uh, Lake Charles, the entire Louisiana coast, and I did not find worse gnats anywhere than right there where you are. And I don't know whether it's because of the marsh and the salt, the salinity levels, but, boy, they can be really bad. So you just got to deal with them.
4: Yeah, you have to deal with them. And remember, even though it's warm today, you know, you know, we always say when you get in the boat and you're traveling, it's 20 degrees colder because we went out the other day. It was 60-something degrees, but it felt like it was 40 when we were running in the boat. So bring it. If you don't need it, put it away. If you need it, put it on. Right.
3: And, of course, you know, it's a shame, but a lot of the best fishing down there coincides with, with when the gnats are there. When the gnats are biting, well, you pretty much count the fish are biting, too.
4: Well, the reason for that is the wind died down and the fish to turn on, you know, and you can see what's going on a whole lot better when there's no wind. But, that's yeah, true. that's when it come out for you.
3: Uh, give me a duck hunting report if you talk to anybody. You know, Biloxi Marsh, used to, the wildlife management area, used to be a very popular duck hunting spot over the years. It's kind of
4: tailed off, but
3: a lot of people still go. Are you talking to any duck hunters down there?
4: They haven't talked to any duck hunters, but I've been fishing in the marsh, and I've been seeing some duck hunters, and I've been seeing some ducks. It, it wouldn't be enough for me to go hunting, but I have seen, you know, flocks of ducks during the day, and, and nice sized flocks, you know, 30, 40 in a flock. So, you know, it's there's just not enough of them for, for me to worry about going hunting anymore. That was 50 years ago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenn. Listen, thanks for the report for filling in. Any word from uh, Mr.
4: Campo on whether he's back oh, here or not? No, but he, he uh, texted me this morning to make sure that I knew that we had. I had the uh, show to do. But I said, I got it. I got it. If you ask me to do it, I'm going to do it. There you go. Okay. You see how responsible he is? He's,
3: he's, he's double-checking to make sure he's covered. There I'm sure he was too. getting ready to crawl up in the stand and, and do his little sit to try to get one of those big white tails yeah so well glenn you do a great job you've had enough practice over the years you know i don't know how many years we did it together over there when you had the brenton sound marina but it's been a long time and always a pleasure to
4: talk to you you know january makes it seven years i've been retired already isn't that unbelievable seven years does retirement go
3: faster than working years which ones go faster
4: I don't know, but I, what, what is that saying? You say every day fishing, you, you every hour fishing, you gain something. Fl- How's, what's that saying you use? I'll have to look it up again. Yeah, it's a, it's an old, uh, I think it's a Middle
3: uh-huh. Eastern saying that. The, oh, I know, I remember what it is. Uh, God does not de- not deduct any days fishing from your lifetime.
4: Gee, I'm going to live as long as Moses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do.
4: Glenn, thanks yes. for the report.
3: Try to have some All fun, right. and uh, we'll see you when next time we get down there. All right, Don. Y'all have a great uh, Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Glenn Sanchez, our field report this morning, pinch hitting for Robbie Campo. Coming back, got a lot of info to tell you about, and also some of your text messages. We'll share them with our audience if you want to get one in. It's 504-260-1870. Name, location, what you're doing, what's your question, what's your comment what's your fishing or hunting report we love to hear from you every saturday morning and we do it here on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network
2: call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
1: you have 47 new voicemails
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: All right,
3: uh, while I have you duck hunters' attention, before you get out, you guys are the earliest to leave, uh, I want to remind you about the new regulation with uh, pertaining to model ducks. And this is another reason why it's so important that you need to know your ducks. You need to identify them in flight by their shape, by their colors, by their size, by their sounds. Uh, The model duck for the first 15 days of the regular season in both the east and west zones, Louisiana, is off limits. Uh, The first day you'll be able to take a model duck in the east zone will be November 26th. Uh, The first day in the west zone would be, I'm sorry, that's in the west zone. In the east zone, it would be December 3rd. So that's November 26th for the west zone, December 3rd for the east zone, uh, a model duck looks a whole lot like a female mallard, although there aren't very many mallards that come to Louisiana anymore. Uh, also kind of resembles a, a, a female gray duck. you got to know them and uh, study them, look at the books, look at the pictures. The, the best way to learn uh, how to identify ducks is when you're out there in the duck line and you see them. Make a note, even if they're not in range of their size, their wing beats, uh, the sounds that they make. Uh, it only comes with experience and being out there and how to identify waterfowl, and it's very, very important that you do, because that's not the only species that you are not allowed to get a full limit of six birds. Uh, the other thing you need to stay away from is flounders. Remember, we're in a flounder closure right now until December the 1st. It'll reopen on that Friday, which will be uh, Friday in two weeks. So until then, you got to release the flounders, which... Unfortunately, we had three guys that did not do that at all. Our commercial fishermen had a whole pile of them. And in fact, next week, if you tuned in, you'll hear the bad boy story, and they'll be the stars of that. All right, you are the stars of this show when you text us a message. We love to hear from you, questions, comments, reports, who you are, where you are as we uh, progress on an early Saturday morning. And our first text in from uh, here is some uh, – a guy, he do not have his name, but Rooster, his buddy, and him got the decoy set. They're in the honey hole, ready for the ducks. Good luck to you. A uh, Backstrap stackers checking in, Clark County, Alabama. Gun season finally opening up there. Uh, hopefully looking to get an early season buck. Wishing everyone good luck in the woods. And we got this one in from uh, our friend, The Worm. He says he's headed out again to Lake Catherine. We've been drifting slicks and sitting birds, catching nice specks using live shrimp and voodoo shrimp. With the fish we caught last week, we have no problem with the new creel limits on speckled trout. So evidently they're over the 13-inch size. He says to say hello to the river rat, poor guy stuck in a truck. We'll catch one for him. So there's a message from the worm to the river rat, and that's some good information uh, drifting those slicks when you see that slick on the water indication that fish are there and even if the birds aren't actively diving and just sitting check it out a lot of times there's fish underneath those birds all right we have Nikki, greg and urson headed to golden meadow they're going to put a smackdown on some of them speckled trout good luck to you guys and we've got uh let's see from the dave's bayou crew in northeast louisiana roland cortez i know he's out there hunting ducks and geese uh, we have, uh, let's see, we already mentioned Greg and Erson, but another one texted in. It must have been Greg or Urson or vice versa. I'm not sure. All right, Wingbone, Wilmer, Alabama. Not good season so far for the muzzleloaders. Four days of rain, but we needed the rain. Yes, we did. Wingbone, you still using uh, loose black powder or the little black powder uh, capsules? Most people now are using that plop, plop, fizz, fizz for primitive weapons. Uh, very few people are actually using the, the actual powder, but I can remember and recall, yeah, rainy days are tough because you got to keep your powder dry. Thanks for the text, Wingbone. We're also hearing from Captain Ross L. Uh, fishing been good, trout, white bass, you name it. They're catching it down in Plaquemines Parish. And uh, he wants to wish a happy birthday to his grandmother, Pat Morris. And, by the way, she's a, she loves to fish, too. And our friend David Humble, Mobile, Alabama. He said, since you got curious, here it is. The November full moon is known as the beaver moon. This was the time to set traps before the swamp froze to ensure a good supply of furs for the winter. Have a great Thanksgiving this week. That's David Hubble. And, uh, yeah, David's got info for us. There you go. There it is. The swamp, well, that's probably more appropriate for the beaver trappers up north. Uh, Very rarely does our swamp freeze over where... You couldn't trap a beaver. By the way, beavers are on the comeback. I've been seeing a lot more beavers, and uh, I see some of the, the damage they do. They build dams on some of the little creeks that lead into the bigger uh, rivers on the North Shore, like Pontchartrain. I've even seen some uh, turned up as roadkill. Uh, they're pretty huge, those beavers are. And uh, over at John Foltz's boucherie, they actually cooked a beaver tail, which uh, I've never been able to get a, a taste of it because the demand is – much more than the supply. But if you've ever tasted beaver tail, text me, 504-260-1870. All right, that Outdoor Alabama Big Buck Contest is underway. It's the Alabama Big Buck Challenge, and you've only got until November 20th, which is Monday, to enter the first drawing to win two Iron Bowl tickets to the Iron Bowl game, Alabama-Auburn, and you do that by submitting a picture of you and your big buck. Could have been killed any season, not just this season, and go to the uh, Alabama.com Big Buck Challenge. You can find it on the website and uh, just submit it. Then there will be another drawing before January 16th, and you get a chance to win two Auburn, Alabama basketball tickets and a hunting prize pack. No entry fee. Join it for free, and it's a great program, and there should be some really nice pictures submitted. All right, we come back after this, going to tell you about those new speckled trout regulations. They go into effect this coming Monday. Also update you on the latest on where the new redfish regulations stand. And we're going to congratulate our Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries whooping crane program for newbies put into the population. Back with all that and more right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we have some more of our text messages uh, coming in. This one comes in uh, from Donnie Sampson. He said uh, he's got a duck hunting report. He was in last weekend in the Buras. He was fishing with Cajun Fishing Adventures. Opening day last week was very slow. They only bagged four in their blind, but Sunday was great. They got their limit with no problem. His son had a great weekend with Captain Ryan Lambert. We'll be talking to Captain Ryan from his duck blind this week also. And we got Greg in the Bayou Biloxi. He said he only saw one duck yesterday. He was running all over the marsh fishing, had great tide, sunshine, but not much wind. They ended up catching only eight trout. They were real hard to find. We saw those flocks last Sunday, but don't know where they went. But it's still great to be out in the marsh. It's a blessing. Yes, it is, Greg. And here's one that says, what's the reports on numbers of pogies this season? Haven't seen much signs of them in the Mr. Go area. Don't really get much updated reports on pogies. Uh, The Manhattan industry does file some total catch reports at the end of the year, but uh, from week to week or month to month, there's nothing really running that we could tell. But a lot of people do give those uh, empirical evidence reports that they just haven't seen many of them in Mr. Go this year. All right, we also have, uh, let's see, that was uh, David M., we have uh, someone lives in Marrero where some good bank fishing spots on the west bank of Plaquemines Parish and the Lafitte area. Uh, Mississippi River, if you go down to uh, Fort Jackson, you can uh, drive to the River Levee, get over it, and uh, go right there on the side of the river and catch some beautiful big catfish. Uh, right now there's actually probably still some saltwater fish in the area there. Uh, I would suggest if you really want a good bank fishing spot, just take the rod down uh, Highway 1. Down towards Grand Isle, Golden Meadow. A lot of bank fishing spots. Just pull off the road right there and you can do quite well, especially in the wintertime. All right, we got the mad trucker checking in. No telling where he is. We got a lot more texts. We'll try to get to as many as we can. I am going to tell you about the new spotted sea trout, better known as speckled trout regulations. They're taking effect on Monday. You'll have to adhere to them. I'll run them down for you right after we take this quick 10 second pause to let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, this uh, will be the last weekend for the current speckled trout regulations for most of the state, which has been 25 fish per person, got to be at least 12 inches long. That is ending on Monday. Actually, at uh, 12.01 a.m., this will become new regulations. The limit uh, size limit will now be 13 inches and a slot of up to 20. In other words, your fish has to fit within the 13-inch minimum, 20-inch maximum. However, they do allow you to fish over the 20 inches that you can keep. And the limit has been cut from 25 to 15. And another little nuance is that charter boat guides and their deckhands cannot keep a bag limit of speckled trout while they're conducting a trip. But they can help uh, assist passengers In fishing activities. So you can't count an extra 15 fish for them or any amount for a charter captain or his deckhand, but he can actually fish to help find fish and help assist passengers get their fish and catch their limits. Uh, It's been a long time since we've had regulation changes, and uh, this is brought about because of an overfishing population. It's been a long, drawn out affair. It's been four years now since they've been kicking around changing these. Speckle trout regulations and finally they're going into effect and they're going to be in effect until 2020 at least 2027 they'll do a new stock assessment then if things have changed uh they could revert back and make some more changes to loosen the slot or the the, the daily harvest but if not it will have a sunset of 2028 before it actually comes to an end so make note remember that and uh Get your measuring tapes out and take more care to release those fish because you will be releasing more fish with a slot size. You're going to be releasing big fish on the top end and also the smaller fish on the small end. All right, let me get to a couple more texts here. Let's see. We got the, uh, somebody got a report from Possum and Mason on Catahoula Lake. It's loaded with people. And we got this one um, First time in 15 years. Can't make opening weekend of deer season. Gotta work, boy. That's uh. Well, look. Be thankful for those 15 years opening day you had. It's been a lot longer than that since I've made an opening day. Because guess where I am every Saturday. All right. Uh, here's a question. What is the best way to eat mullet? Any way to eat it blackened? Well, why don't you try the blackened and give me a report on it if you have some mullet. I'm not a big fan of mullet. Mullet is a certainly edible fish. They call it Biloxi bacon on the Gulf Coast. Their fish aren't as muddy. Uh, A little more sandy bottom over there, so the fish are cleaner. Uh, In Louisiana, you know, they're they're filter feeders, and they they have a tendency to get kind of muddy. They're very strong flavored to me. But people do grill them. Uh, They pan fry them. Uh, They put a little uh, lemon and uh, garlic and, you know, a very light panko batter, and they fry them up, and people, people love them. So, a lot of ways to cook them, just like you would any other fish. It's just that the flavor to me, is very oily and strong, and I'm not real crazy about it. But it, I never heard of anybody trying to blacken them. But if you do it, you know, give us a report. Let us know. All right, we got a break to take. We come back. We're going to talk. We talked about the speckled trout regulations changing. I think at some point we're in the middle of it, trying to get redfish rules changed. We'll be back to tell you the latest status on that, and maybe how you can get involved in it. Back to do it right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, we talked about the new speckled trout regulations that will be going into effect this coming Monday. Uh, What about redfish? You know, we've determined that redfish uh, are not keeping up, uh, maintaining safe populations. So the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, submitted a notice of intent. This was approved by the commission uh, to reduce the number of redfish from five, which is current right now, to three fish per person per day, and also increase the slot size to a minimum of 18 and a maximum of 24, no fish over allowed 24. Right now you can go up to 27, you can keep one over 27. This would be a move to keep more of the breeding stock in the water. Well what happened to it? It got up to the legislative committee for approval and they shot it down, they told them it was unacceptable they sent the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries biologists back to the drawing table to come up with something else. Well, it's not totally over as far as those regulations. If you believe that those are the regulations that it would take, which the biologists say they would recover, by 2033, which is a full 10 years away, Uh, otherwise it might take till 2050 with some of the other proposals that are made. If you are in favor of that regulation, three redfish per person per day, Slot limit of 18 to 24, keeping no fish over 24 inches. uh, Governor John Bell Edwards can overturn that decision and approve that. And then it would be up to the legislature to overturn his veto, which could happen. But uh, if you believe that that's what we should have, then maybe the best thing to do, contact John Bell Edwards' office before he gets out of office and a new governor comes in and see what he has to say about it. That's your status on Redfish. All right, back to the text message. You know, I was asking uh, our friend Wingbone over there in Alabama about. It. He said he had trouble. It was tough hunting with four days of rain because he uses black powder, and he does. He uses the old loose original black powder, three uh, FFF and four F in a pan to fire his rifle, which is an old flintlock. Well, good for you, uh, going back to the old days, the way they used to do it. And I've used that stuff. It's a little messy. And, yeah, it can be problematic when it gets wet, but uh, that's the way they used to do it. And uh, it certainly, you know, limits your amount of range you can take a deer on. But i tell you, what, it's a very effective load, <clears throat> those blackpots, especially those 50 calibers. Good luck to you, Wingbone. All right, we've got Dixie George from the Dixie Ranch Hunting Club. And he says they're in full swing over there, reminding everyone to be safe. Yeah, we got it. This is going to be an <clears throat> extremely busy hunting and fishing weekend. Traditionally, uh, Thanksgiving week—the whole week—people take extra time off. Uh, that Friday after Thanksgiving is going to be, if the weather's right, it's going to be a lot of boats on the water. You got duck hunters out there. Deer seasons are in full swing. It's all going on. All right, we're hearing from uh, oh, it's Chad and Dana Walls, TV stars. They're checking in. They're headed home from a great trip hunting the rut in the Midwest, ready for opening weekend at home. Well, that's great news that you get to come home and make a hunt, Chad, because I know you and Dana. Spent a lot of time out of state filming TV shows. Speaking of out of state, here's one that says, Me, my dad, our buddy, Mr. Kenny, are on our way to our place in Oklahoma for the deer opener. But you know I'm going to need to make a couple duck hunts after tagging out on deer. That is my nephew, Drew Dubuque, who uh, will be the star of an upcoming Bayou Wild TV feature. I think it will be on next week. He Drew bagged his first ever turkey with me. And we filmed it, and you'll see Drew uh, starring as a turkey hunter. He had a great duck hunt. He's, he's done it all. He just made 13, and uh, he's you know got deer, he's got ducks, he, and uh, he added turkey to his uh, very young bucket list. I think it's going to be an extensive list before Drew retires. Good luck to you all up in Oklahoma. Be safe and enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend up there. We'll see you when you get back. And we have Chris and Teresa from Denham Springs, our husband and wife fishing team. They're headed to Shell Beach next weekend. What gnat repellent do you recommend? Well, if anybody's been listening to this show any length of time, my favorite, Teresa might be familiar with this, Victoria's Secret's Body Lotion or Spray. It was not made as a gnat repellent. It was made as a a lotion, I guess, to soften skin and for uh, smell. But it's very effective, and you, you st- like anything else, you got to keep applying it, particularly if your hands get wet from digging in the bait well. But uh, that, it, to me, is the best one. Now, Chris, you're going to smell like Teresa, but it's, it's effective. Check it out. When you go into many of the Victoria's Secret stores uh, and you tell them what you want, they know exactly. If they see a fisherman coming in, they know what he's looking for. It's been a tradition for a long time. And there are some other ones out there that are pretty good. In fact, if uh, you've got one that you prefer – You, the listeners, text me. Tell me what your favorite gnat repellent is, 504-260-1870. All right, here we got the Irish Coonass checking in. He says he has to work this weekend. Going to take the kids fishing when he's off. The show is on in the shop. We love being in your shop. Thanks for that. And let's see. uh, We got, sorry, no fishing today, but tailgating with the best in Death Valley. Go Rilla tailgating. Go Tigers. And here's one that says, I'm, I'm killing sausage and fresh eggs. <laughs> well, that's not a bad meal. I still have the memories of flat hearing uh, DeWitt Galatis blow that feed call or Mr. Buddy Pollard on his whistle. And his springer spaniel passing up his dog blind with a grey wing covering his eyes. Never forget memories. That's Big Mike, Pichon, and Bayou Liberty. Yeah, those memories, some of them just for years and years. Stick around. And we got the colonel from Hammond. Hadn't heard from him for a while. He's seen a few of those whistling tree ducks still hanging around. Get those and lay off the model ducks. Go, Tigers. That is from the colonel. And our friend the Baldwin County teacher checking in. Happy Thanksgiving. I enjoy listening every Saturday morning. Hope to hunt during the break, the school break. Go get them, Baldwin County. All right, we got more text messages. We'll get to those a little bit later. But coming up next, we got Darrell Carpenter. He's got a Thanksgiving week. Fishing Report for Grand Isle, coming next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Uh, Chris and Teresa, I forgot to mention this specific Victoria's Secret product. It is Amber Romance is the name of the one you need to get, either the lotion or the spray. I like the lotion because it seems to go on further, stickier, and adheres to the body better. But that's the one I found. All right, anybody have another solution to the gnat problem? Let me know what it is, 260-187 Two six zero one eight seven is our text line. Daryl Carpenter joins us now. And, Daryl, gnats are not nearly as bad in the Grand Isle area as they are at Shell Beach, but they can be problematic sometimes in that marsh. What is your favorite go-to to prevent gnat bites?
5: Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm becoming of the belief that if you want to get away from the gnats, just come fish Grand Isle because, I mean, the daggum wind's never doing less than 15 miles an hour this time of the year.
3: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Wind is a, is a very good antidote for gnats, not a problem at all. Well, how's it looking for this Thanksgiving week coming up?
5: Well, I, you know, Don, I hadn't looked past about Tuesday because that's where, you know, our trips are kind of grouped together this weekend and into Tuesday. But uh, you know, I mean, we were supposed to have a good morning this morning. Uh, up until yesterday, the forecast was five to six mile an hour winds. You know, and, and we're, you know, I got kids on the boat. We're looking, looking for a good, good day to be able to give them some entertainment and uh, wake up this morning to 15 out of the north. So I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. Other than, other than Grand Isles, a great place to spend your, your Thanksgiving week if you like solitude. And you got to wake up every morning and see what Mother Nature's giving you. Um, I mean, last week we talked those fish fish had ganged up again down close, which is typical for what they do around Thanksgiving. We had fish in the passes. We had fish on the lower oyster reefs. You had fish in the bays. But, you know, Mother Nature gave us two or three days we could go chase them, and and that's what it takes. Um, I can tell you that after that big blow we've had the last few days, I haven't been to the east end of the island yet, but everything here on the west end cleaned up rather nice i mean the water the water rebounded you know we, we're still in that drought so we still got a lot of ocean water here so it cleans up real quick
3: well i think there's a pretty nice window of some uh warm and sunny weather but we got some more coming tuesday morning i think there's supposed to be a pretty significant front that's going to drop it and you know do the whole wind switch thing and kick up the dirty water and make it difficult to fish. Let me ask you this. Do you see many people surf fishing? Uh, for obvious reasons, you know, people the water cools down and people don't want to get out there. But some people wear some insulated waders and they get out there and do it. Uh, could Would they be successful, you think, fishing along the beach? Because we had some people want to know about some bank fishing spots.
5: Well, a lot of times this time of the year when you get on that beach, it's a lot of sharks and a lot of, a lot of bull drum and bull reds. Um, so you don't, you're right. I mean, the conditions aren't really conducive to it, so you don't have a whole lot of people that do it. There's certainly fish there to entertain you. There's there's plenty of big black drum. Uh, Bayou Rigo in the back, you know, they had that public fishing pier back there. You've got the old Sand Dollar Marina that's got, you know, they let you fish off of their piers. So that type of stuff, you've got uh, a lot of, you know, big fish, those big black drums and that type of stuff. But the the main crowds here this time of the year, and you're going to see it today and you'll see it all weekend, is elbow to elbow on those bridges up and down Highway 1 because this is the time of the year those fish gather up in there. And that water likes to stay clean, too. So it's now, you know, everybody, you you get these rookies, so to speak, or people that are coming down and don't have a whole lot of experience down here, and everybody hears us talk about the bridges. If you stay on the old Highway 1, and, and even in some places you get back in the back side of Fouchon, it's not just the bridges. There are several places where they have large culverts that go under the road that do the same thing as the bridges. So there's several spots to fan out and fish all up and down Highway 1.
3: Very good, very good. Darrell, has it been conducive for anybody to run out to those rigs and catch a few snapping now it? We've still got some quota for this time of the year. If the winds lay down next couple days.
5: Don, it's been conducive for it, but, I mean, I can, you know, all
3: all economy is, is
5: micro, and uh, I can tell you there's, when I tell you Grand Isle is even more solitude than what it normally is, there's just there's just not a lot of people doing it right now. I mean, there's not, I think, uh I talked to a buddy of mine that was on the water yesterday, and, you know, he said he was on the water for seven hours yesterday and saw two other boats the entire time. So there's wow. just not a whole lot of people participating right now.
3: Yeah. Well, fuel's dropping a little bit, so maybe things will turn around. That might be one of the causes for it. Well, I <clears throat> people have other things going on. You know, holiday time, yeah. they make other plans and that type of thing. But, boy, it's, 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 uh, for the people that like, like you say, solitude has a lot of room down here in Grand Island. You well, do have it, to it's, big crowds.
5: It's, it's typical, Don. What you've got is you've got And, I mean, we can pick it. Those of us that have been doing this for 20 years can pick it. Football season's coming to an end. That means deer; they're, they're going to start turning their, their head to deer season. As soon as they get in there and kill their one or two deer, they're going to forget all about hunting, and they'll be right back.
3: <laughs> daryl, if somebody wants to get on your boat and fish with you, tell them how to find you.
5: Well, they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. They can find me at realscreamers.com. Or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288.
3: And daryl has got everything you need to help catch you some fish. Thanks, Daryl. We appreciate your reports. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you on the backside. You too, Don. Don't eat too much of them turkey and dessert. Uh, uh, we'll be careful. Thank you again. <laughs> Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, we got a couple text messages we'll get to as soon as we come back from the top of the hour. We got fishing reports from Captain Mike Gallo, hunting reports from Ryan Lambert and Mike Smith, and also a paddler's report from our friend Brendan Bayard. Stick around. We're bringing it to you here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet?